Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. All right, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for this episode. It is Monday, so this is our well-planned series where I have been hopping on with my friend and former business coach, Megan Flat to talk through your questions. So this week is a fun one. I actually didn't realize it when we were recording it because we have this spreadsheet which has all the questions in it. And we were actually answering the question of a good friend of mine and former podcast guest, Carrie Allen. So I think if you go back, we'll actually link that podcast up in the show notes because what's funny is she's always been obsessed with sort of products and helping us find good products for our homes and our kitchens. And that's what she was actually on this podcast talking about, I think a year ago, maybe two during the Christmas season. So I'll link that up in the show notes, but it's kind of funny because you'll hear as I'm going through this question with Megan that I didn't actually put two and two together at the beginning. And then I did (laughs) um, as we were talking about the actual products. So I also have this, it's like this weird, weird week. So I need to get through a couple of things just to make that clear um, on multiple levels. So in this weird, weird week, the technology is not really help on our side and Carrie's question um, did not get recorded. So I'm just going to tell you what it is before we dive in in a second. So stay tuned for that. And the second thing is that last Friday, I was so pumped to record an episode about how to find joy, like what we can schedule in, like that checklist that we might need to find joy because I was so I don't know. I was just so excited by JB's podcast interview on Wednesday that right after we did that interview, which was a little bit before it went live, you know, a week or two before, I had written this post about finding joy and making that a doable change. And many times I actually record and then write, but a lot of times on these Friday episodes, I'm actually writing and then recording. So I had written this whole thing. I was super excited. And then I had this day and it wasn't good. And it happened on Thursday and Friday. And then I got myself really sick and I'm still recovering, but I have a voice back. And it was just so interesting to me how all this stuff that we're talking about, I just want to be super real and clear with you that I'm in this with you and life really got the better of me last week. And Things weren't going so well at home. I had scheduled way too much in my life. I, you know, run Plan Simple. I have a design business as well at the same time. I have three kids. My dad was turning 70, and I really wanted to go surprise him for his birthday with my brothers. And the kids are really busy right now. And my husband and I were sort of like crisscrossing 
crisscrossing paths. And I just hit this moment where I was like, oh my God, this is not fun. And it happened on the day where in the calendar, I was going to record the joy episode. And I literally, literally couldn't. So I'm actually going to record it after I record this intro. I'm very much feel like I'm in a state where I can record it now, but I just wanted to apologize that it did not go live on Friday and just be really clear about why. I want to show up for you guys in the most real, most authentic way ever. The reason that I talk about planning and food and creating space and in the holidays, we're going to move into just creating quiet and stillness for our families and for ourselves because it's important to do it for us too. The reason I do all this is because it's also important to me. It's not because I'm some expert or guru who's gone to school and sits and meditates all day and has been super well-trained. It's like, these are the tools that I need on a daily basis to feel sane, to feel happy, to feel in joy. And I learn so much from the people I get to interview and talk with. Um, I've learned so much along the way and I do practice a lot along the way, but I just wanted to be real that as I'm practicing, I definitely hit snags along the way. And last week was one of those kind of big snags, big enough that it got me sick. Now I do have the tools to get better quickly. So that we will talk about maybe on another episode. But um, yeah. So anyway, I just needed to be real with you guys about that. So that episode will be coming out. And then in terms of our technical snafu for today, um, my friend Carrie had asked this question. She just spent a lot of time and because I know her, I know a little bit of background on her. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background. She is an amazing woman who works very hard. She has a full-time corporate career. Um, She's recently married to her high school, I guess. I think they met in high school sweetheart, who she hadn't talked to in a very long time since high school, maybe. And they reconnected a couple years back and ended up blending their families. And she has always been passionate about home and cooking. In fact, I think I shared on the episode that she was on, and I actually don't even know if she knows this, but I think she's in my book. And I don't know that I named her, but she is one of the people who I would watch before I knew how to cook, before you guys, because remember eight years ago, I literally did not know how to cook. And I've known her since my kids were little. And she would always make Sunday brunch and we would show up and there would be this like amazing table of food. And, you know, at the time it was probably more glutinous, although she was one of the first vegetarian friends that I had. So there wasn't any meat and she would just make like scones and homemade jam. And, um, I don't know, these egg dishes. That's what I, that's my memory. And our kids would crawl around because they were little and it literally made every Sunday amazing. And I just didn't have that. Like I didn't love cooking in that way, but I just remember looking at her and just understanding the creativity that went into that and just sort of in awe. So I just had to give that little background because she's now transforming that that amazing talent she has into this other company called August Table. So I've been watching her and that link is in the show notes, but it is augusttable.com. I have been watching her 
um, come out with this site. Um, and it is beautiful. It is amazing. She created this line of product, table products. So she created napkins and tablecloths, and I'm sure she has the plan to do a lot more. And she created this site where she's curating a lot of things that you would use on your table. And it's just so amazing. And she launched it and all of a sudden she was like, okay, now what? Like, what am I supposed to do? And again, she does have a full-time job and she does have two kids and she was sort of doing this. She was sort of, she was doing this on the side. So it was hard when there was cricket. So I was so excited that she asked this question of me and Megan because Megan is really quite a genius at all things, starting a business and doing a business. So I'm hoping that we were able to answer a lot of the questions she has in this episode about what to do next. You start this thing and then what, what, what comes next? And in the blog post on this episode, I started it with a quote by the CEO of Zappos. And I just wanted to read that to you guys real fast before we jump in. And he says, Chase the vision, not the money. The money will end up following you. And I really, really, really believe that that's true. So I don't want anything to stop you guys from starting your dreams, starting your company, starting your side hustle, and knowing that there is enough time. I feel like this will show you, this episode, this site will show you if you just go look at it, that there is enough time to balance, you know, making a beautiful table, creating a business, being with your kids, still working a nine to five or nine to six or nine to seven, because I don't really feel like there's a nine to five, um, and and really staying in the flow. So let's dive into Carrie's question with Megan. Hey, you guys, we're back for another episode of Well Planned with Megan Flat. I'm having so much fun with these episodes, which I was like coming out of the microphone in the last one because I was so excited about our question. So today we got a great question from somebody who just launched a store, which you guys just heard. And um, we just wanted to dive into it. But anyone who's new to the podcast, I just want to make sure that everyone knows who Megan is. So Megan, will you take a second, just introduce yourself? Yeah, I I agree. I'm having so much fun doing these. So let's Let's keep it going. Um, I'm Megan. I'm a business growth strategist and I work with female entrepreneurs, well, all entrepreneurs, but specifically mom entrepreneurs who want to scale, leverage their business while still having time to for their families and all of the other things that are important to them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it's so cool and it can all work together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I, like, I know you love the word flow, but I just, I always come back to that. It's not, it's not about balance. It's about flow. Like sometimes yeah. you're going to flow a little more to the family side. Sometimes you're going to flow yeah. a little more to the business side and a little bit of chaos is okay too. So, so, so true. Um, and sort of necessary to get things done sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So Let's dive into to Carrie's question. Let's just let's just go there. Awesome. So we know that she just launched this website. It was kind of a passion project, and or it wasn't kind of a passion project. It was her passion project, and so she spent time and energy launching it. And she created this beautiful site, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, I read her about, so it sounds like what she launched. One of the things she actually made, which you could see her passion in that, and then she curated these other things that are part of her site. So, um, 
And now she's just trying to figure out how to get people there, right? Because we have these passions and then we have to get people there for it to be a business because they need to buy them. Yeah. And you and I were kind of chatting before we started recording. I think for all of us, I, you know, we don't go into business because we want to sell stuff, right? Like we go into business because we're really passionate about, like you said, it was a passion project. And I think, you know, all of our businesses to an extent are a passion project because we want to help the people we can help. We want to, you know, we have a product that we know can change someone's live or lives, or we have a service to provide that we want to make the world a better place. We want to make life easier for people. We want to make them more successful. Like whatever it is that we do, whether we're, you know, a web designer or a health coach or a business coach, or we sell candles or whatever it is, it's like, that's the thing we want to do. And that's why we go into business. And so then you go into business and you're like, oh wait, I have to sell this thing. And that's, most of us don't go into business for that reason. So it's, it's tricky for, for everyone. And I feel like a lot of us have baggage around that, right? Like we don't, there's certain situations we don't like to be sold to, and we definitely don't want to be that person totally. that, that we fear, you know, selling to us. So I think we just shy away and bring all that baggage to it. But Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have a client who, um, she's an amazing, amazing at what she does. Um, but that was one of the things we had to work a lot on her, her family. Um, they actually made her quit the girl scouts when she was a girl because of the cookie sales. Like they didn't want her selling cookies. And so this is something she's carried with her from, you know, whatever age that was seven, eight, nine, 10, you know, whatever age that was that like, that selling is bad and that selling is slimy. And, you know, we all kind of have that like used car salesman, you know, thing. We don't want to be that. And so then we kind of shy away from sales at all. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love that analogy. Cause I, and I think it's so true for, I think it's a woman thing too. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think like women especially are, we're, that's just not our, not our thing. And I have to say, I definitely started this business by mistake initially. Um, just because people were asking for recipes. So I totally understand how, um, I think there's also something to when passion turns into business. Yes. And, um, you know, it becomes the way that you also want to make money. And I I mean, I've heard people out there say that they, that there's, they shouldn't be the same, but I, I don't agree with that. But, but it's true that there's something that comes with that when you make your passion, your business and, and how that feels and what that looks like. And, and anyway, so let's give Carrie some, let's give her some real tips. <laughs> okay, great. You want to start? I actually just, yeah. And I just thought of another one kind of building off what we were just, what we were just saying. One of the things that I, um, when it comes to sales in general, and I don't actually know if she's uncomfortable with sales, um, yeah. per se, or if she's Yeah, just I guess neither of us. Person, yeah, I don't know that either. Best practices. But one of the things that I like to think about when it comes to, um, is just even to take that word out of the equation, that sales word out of the equation and just think of, um, you have something to offer, yeah. right? So you just have an offer. And I think, you know, that sometimes can, can kind of diffuse that, that situation. Like I have something, it's of, it's of value. And I would like, and you have a problem and I would like to offer it to you, <laughs> you know? So I think sometimes just like that mental, that mental shift, maybe that's where I want to start is like, make that mental shift that you're not trying to, you're not trying to coerce anyone. You're not trying to convince anyone. You're not trying, you're not selling snake oil. You're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. You're just like, Hey, I have something. I have a solution. If you, if you have the problem, I have the solution and, and Hey, let's just, let's work together here. 
Yeah, and I actually that dovetails into what one of my first ones was, which was just our value as yeah. women and mm-hmm. and as ourselves. Because I find like I always meet a lot of women who, you know, are maybe momming fifty percent of the time, and then maybe they join like a multi level marketing company just to right. make like a little bit of extra income, or yeah. they want to be a blogger, make a little bit of extra income, or they're building a whole other side hustle. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who, you know, they're not jumping in for it to be the the end all and be all right away. And what I find we forget is that of course there's other people who sell like napkins and housewares, right? Sure. And there's other people who sell shampoo and there's other coaches and like Megan and I Absolutely. do similar things at yep. some extent. But we ourselves are unique human beings. And so it sounds kind of weird to say we're selling ourselves, but we're kind of like sharing ourselves. Yes. Who we are is going to resonate with the person who's meant to buy with us. And it's almost, and it's weird to say about, um, it's weird to think about when you're thinking of, you know, napkins or whatever. But even if you think of brands that aren't attached to a person like um, Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel and Ikea, like they have different like vibes, like we're buying totally. in something different. And so just to embrace sort of who we are and what we're bringing to the table, because pretty much everything already exists. Like none of Absolutely. us are creating something like that new, even when we think we are like you go out and you freak out because all of a sudden you see how many of you there are, but, <laughs> but there's nobody who's you and there's exactly. nobody with your specific angle. So I feel like the more that that can come through, in language, in pictures, in what you're sharing with who you're sharing with, the bet the more the more it's just not about, you know, it definitely takes away the sales thing, but it also it just separates you and makes exactly it just makes your passion, you know, come through in a way that it doesn't if you just, you know, are flat and if you're just comparing image to image, you won't it won't come through that way. Right. And I think that um, what you're saying really kind of um, permeates what all of my tips are. And it's, it's about, it's about being genuine, right. And sticking to, yes, there's best practices. Yes. We can learn more about sales. Yes. We can listen to podcasts and get tips and all of these things. But, but at the end of the day, it's really staying true to what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and not getting kind of distracted by, especially, you know, social media and all of the things and, you know, thinking like, oh gosh, well, this person is doing this. So either I should be doing it or I shouldn't be doing it or whatever the reaction is, you know, like, oh, maybe I should be on Pinterest. Maybe I should be doing a challenge. Maybe I should be doing this and, and, and try not to get bogged down with all of the things that you could be doing for sales and just really stay true to you, to your offer, to your audience. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, I think, was that your second one? Because mine, I feel like, was kind of related that in that in staying true to that, even if you think staying true is 10 things, like focus on one thing, like just focus. And I think we talked about this already in one of these episodes, like just pick one thing and fully lean into it. I think actually in the episode a couple weeks ago, we talked about if you have 12 things, just focusing on one for two weeks, you share yes. that could be really yeah. impactful. So it's sort of like the same thing. Like it might be longer than two weeks, but just don't worry that every image works on Pinterest and Instagram and has a Facebook post and is on LinkedIn and is, you know, like that's too much for most of us. And then we don't do a very good job. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of, I don't know what number I'm on, but that's one of mine too. And, um, and I think about one of the things that I tell my clients a lot is to really put your researcher hat on. And so if we put ourselves, if we're in a lab and if these, if you're in a lab and you're trying to test, you know, five different things in one experiment, you know, there's too many variables, right? There's too many, there's too many things that, so basically my, my analogy here that I'm like killing, but my analogy is that if you, if you're doing too many things at once, then you're not going to be able to collect good data on what's working or what's mm-hmm. not working. And there's going to be too many, too many additional variables because you're spread too thin. Mm-hmm. So you might try, you might, you know, we're kind of saying Pinterest, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do Pinterest and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this thing. And then you don't really put the time and energy into the Pinterest strategy. And so then Pinterest doesn't really produce great results. So then you're kind of left thinking like, well, wait, is Pinterest not a good method for me or did I not put the right amount of effort into it? And then you don't really know. So by narrowing it down and, and saying, okay, for the next, for this launch or for the next six weeks or for the next six months, like whatever's appropriate for your business, I'm going to focus on this path. Then you're going to have much clearer data to know like, yeah, I went all in on Pinterest and I didn't get the results I wanted. Great. Now it's time to pivot. But if you, but if you don't kind of go all in, then there's too many very, well, oh, well, maybe if this would have been better, if maybe if I would have spent more time on this, like there's too many variables. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then one of the things that that brought up in my head as well is, is just this idea that, I mean, I feel like the, the great thing about the internet is that it really has given mothers an option. Like it has given us an option to work from home, to not have to go to an office, to work at night when our kids are sleeping or during nap time. Like it's made, it's made life so much more possible as a working mom. But I also think that has a shadow side, which is that I feel like we think that something outside of us, whether that be Pinterest or Instagram or the business we've created is going to be what saves us because Mm -hmm. it's like far away. Mm -hmm. And so in thinking through those strategies, like, and figuring out what they are for you, a a big lesson for me, because I did this, you know, I had a very in-person business in a whole different area. And then I started Plan Simple Meals in really online. And I forgot that I knew people like next door, you know, like I forgot (laughs) that like the people I was serving could be a block away. And, and at the beginning they weren't, they were like in weird places like Australia and Canada. But I, it's funny that like dehumanized it at the beginning for me. And so I think it's really easy when, especially when what you're launching is a website to just think that somehow that is just because it's out there. Like if you build it, they will come and to really sort of throw yourself into that energy and, and, and it doesn't work because nobody doesn't, you have to tell people that you're there to tell people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes those people, you know, could be in your block. So just making sure that the people you do know, because probably you've created something for your friend, you know, probably you've created something that you would like or your friends would like, you know, what are, what is their experience? What would they like to see? How could you help them, um, you know, figure out how to style what you have in their house or use it somehow? Like, you know, 
what does that look like? Because most likely what that looks like for the people you already know will also translate online. Exactly. You create that strategy. Exactly. And I think that that is so, that's such a good reminder. And so many things popped into my head. Like, first of all, just like to kind of echo what you were saying, like, I'll hear my clients all the time say, oh, I have a really small list, right? Oh, there's only 500 people on my list. There's only a thousand people on my list. There's only, you know, 80 people on my list. But it's like, those are, that's 80 human beings that want to hear what you have to offer. You yeah. know, like if we think about like there are 80 people in a room showing up to hear about what you have to offer, like treat them like humans and don't worry about, you know, oh, my list doesn't have 10,000 people on it, so I can't sell anything. No, you've got 80 humans or 100 humans or whatever that is. Um, and I think the other thing, and I, I don't know um, her total background as far as like where she's starting from, but I think it's also really easy to get caught up in like, oh, I've heard I have to do Facebook ads and I've heard I have to do this. And even what we've said today, oh, I've got to be on Pinterest. I've got to do email marketing. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And just start exactly. I just want to like reiterate what you just said. Like you're there to, and this is what we said at the beginning, like you're there to help people in one way or another. You're there to help people just show up and help people. And like you said, whether that's your neighbor, whether that's people, you know, from a different you know, from your kid's school, from, from a community event, like just start showing up genuinely and authentically. And, and yes, there's ad strategies and yes, there's this and that and the other thing. But I think just building that foundation organically is so important. Well, and that idea of how can you help people that sort of ties back to the fact that you're, you're the unique person here. Like, even though there's, you know, probably gajillions of different, you know, napkins you could get. Like you're the one here with these ones. So it's like, what is your, what, what do you have to offer around that? Can you, are you helping people sit at the table? Like that might be a reason I sell napkins. Are you Mm -hmm. helping people like simplify? Are you helping people be more, um, you know, throw away less trash by using, cloth. You know, I feel like there's so many, are you helping people make more beautiful homes? Are you helping them get organized? Like there's always an angle. And so like, what is that unique thing you have? And you mentioned, um, you know, we've mentioned a lot of social media. One of the things that I immediately noticed on the site was, um, there, I didn't see a way I don't think to put in my email address. And I think that email is still the most human way that we can connect mm-hmm. with people when we're not going next door or you yeah, know, down exactly. the block or to an event. And yeah. it's also the most in our control because I think the other thing we do as women is we like, we throw out the control to something outside, you know? Right. And so it's like, and to be honest, there's so many people who have like millions, gajillions of Instagram followers, but don't necessarily have a business. Right. And so like you having like these 60 people who you can share your knowledge with is way more powerful, I think, than having, you know, thousands of people looking at your pictures, but not buying. Right. But not buying. Exactly. Yeah. I love what you said too about, you know, kind of that unique position. And one of the things that actually in my mastermind right now, this month's theme, we're talking about your signature methodology. Mm-hmm. And so just this idea of it doesn't matter, just like you said, it doesn't matter if a hundred other people do what you do, you have a unique way to do it. And a really simple, just little exercise is take whatever you sell, you know, kind of the sentence, like I sell napkins and then just add the word so that to the Mm -hmm. end of that, you know, I sell napkins so that, and then fill in the blank. 
And then whatever that is, that's actually what you sell. Yeah. That's actually what you sell because people buy on emotion, right? So they buy, they buy to fulfill a, a emotional need. And so they don't buy to, to fulfill a logistical need unless they're buying, you know, toilet paper or whatever. But even then I think there's, there's something to be said for, you no, know, like that's you still like environmental, yeah. like right. easy. Like, I mean, there's so many things, even with toilet paper. Even I mean, with toilet paper. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love so that. So I think focus on, focus on what, what you act, what you actually sell, which is that emotional thing. Like you said, like I sell ease and convenience and the vehicle that I use to sell ease and convenience is napkins or toilet paper or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, like, like that, that, that what you, the, the thing that you're selling, whether it's coaching, whether it's web design, whether it's napkins, whether it's, you know, a food product, the thing you sell is just the vehicle for what you're really selling, which is an emotion or a feeling or a value. Yeah. I heard this amazing interview. I can't remember who was the interviewer, but with the guy who created a coffee company, do you know what I'm talking about? And so he sells like coffee and he's made coffee, um, like drip, like dripper, like whatever you call them, coffee okay. machines. Yeah. <laughs> but what he's selling is mindfulness. So like what right. he's created is a way that we can stop before we have this thing that we interact with every day. And so it's really cool. Like, I mean, technically he makes his money by people buying coffee, but really like the stories he's telling, the like, you know, the pictures he's showing are all making people just stop and like basically meditate, like, you know, yeah. take three breaths, like yep. pause and have your coffee, like make it not make you anxious before you go into a meeting. And I thought that was like, I just, the way that that was explained, I was like, yeah, like that really, this really can relate to, to anything. Exactly. And there's so many things. I think also if we put ourselves in the consumer seat, right? And just look around, look around your house, look around, you know, just sitting at my desk. There, there, there are things that I've purchased for a very specific reason. Um, or like why I chose to purchase that specific project product. Like why mm -hmm. do I have Apple products versus Samsung products? Why mm -hmm. do I, why do I buy this, this brand versus that brand? And, um, you know, I think if we kind of remind ourselves that we're also consumers and that we do this as consumers, then we can extrapolate that out to, okay, how do I want to sell my product? What is it that I'm trying to convey? Yeah, I love that. And then my, one of my points was just make sure, make sure that we're clear. Mm -hmm. And so I guess as that becomes clearer to, to you or to whoever has a business, like to make sure that, that you don't have that fear of sales and that you're confident that you can scream from a rooftop. Cause I feel yeah. like as women, it's like we have these and, and creatives, like we have these great ideas. We're super excited. Like, and in this case, we can actually get a website up and create this amazing thing. And then it's like, we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> like we're burnout. Yeah. You know, we've totally. like, right before that you've, you've just yeah. done all the work to create the thing. You're like, okay, just go. Yeah. Just go, just go away. But it doesn't yeah. like really work that way. So now it's way. like, how do we get in this cycle where we can, you know, reinvigorate the creativity and, you know, and you, you operate your business a lot like this as well. Like there's this idea of, of, you know, there's launch, like there's periods where you're not yelling and there's periods where you're yelling, but in the periods where you're not yelling, especially at the beginning, people might not find you, right? right? Like, so eventually there's a snowball effect. 
But at, but really, like even the biggest businesses in the world have you know quote unquote launches where they're they're coming they're coming on stronger. They have more stuff they're putting out into the world, and mm-hmm. at that moment, people are buying. Yep, absolutely. And I think my last last piece. I'm on like point thirty seven. I don't know what point I'm on. At this <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, but my last piece too. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with that sales mindset at the beginning. Is that remember also that sales is a numbers game, and yeah. so if you can really take the um kind of don't make it personal. Your goal is not to convince every single person to buy your product, but your goal is just to sort them into two piles, people that want to buy your product and people that don't. And so, so by, by, by someone choosing to be in the pile that they don't want to buy your product, that's a good thing too. Mm-hmm. And like, try to not take it personally and be like, oh, but I want everyone to say yes. <laughs> you know, cause everyone, it, everyone's not supposed to say yes, based on all the things that we just said. Someone else wants simplicity. Someone else wants value. Someone else wants speed. You know, different people have different things that they're looking for. And if you just stay in your lane and say, okay, I just want to, I just want, I love, um, one of my business mentors said, um, it's, it's sorting, not selling. And mm-hmm. just, I love that concept. It's not, you're not trying to convince everyone to buy your thing. You're just sorting people into groups of these are the right people to buy my thing. And these aren't the right people to buy my thing. And then once you've done that, then, you know, then it's much easier to have that conversation. But like you said, if you're not shouting it from the rooftops, you're not getting the no's either. And the no's are equally important to the yeses. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And then I am just coming back. So my final thought is, is coming from the fact that I've been on a silent retreat for four days as we're recording this. And, um, and just this thing that I'm constantly reminded of. And we, you know, we talked so much about, really understanding who you're serving and why you're here and what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to forget that on a daily basis. And I think that's one of the most important things I constantly remind myself because we've talked a lot about shouting from the rooftop for clients and finding your people. But like, for example, um, you know, I, I sell a planner. And so I, you know, I was just in the same exact situation that Carrie was in of, you know, needing to market something and being tired by the time I got there. And, but knowing that I had this thing to share and this reason, and then all of a sudden, like some shop asked me for like all of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't always know like the how. And I think that's really, really important to always remember that you just have to stay in integrity with what you have. And, you know, it could be that Pottery Barn wants them and then you have to decide what you would do with that. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you never know like what that pivot is. Um, it might mean that somebody asks you to write a book. It might mean that somebody wants you to help them decorate their house. Like there's all sorts of iterations that how you put yourself out in the world could come back at you. Oh, I love that. That's such a good reminder. And I just think that, yes, this, I love that you said staying in integrity, staying in alignment, you know, keep, keep your, keep your eye on your paper, right? Like do your thing and, and, uh. And yeah, you never know what the universe is going to present to you. I, that's yeah, amazing. you never do. So I think that's always important to keep in, in, in the numbers game, I guess. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what I've got. Is that what you have? Yeah. I don't know right. if I actually shared any of my points that I wrote <laughs> down, but I shared them all and then some. So 
<laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed Carrie's question and that you were able to taste up, take something for yourself from our answers. And again, if you have a question, go to plansimplemeals.com slash ask, and Megan and I will be hopping on weekly to answer your questions. Do you have anything else? Are you good? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. So fun. Oh, so fun. Thank you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. All right, you guys, at the end of every episode, we select three doable changes so that you can take what you've heard and been inspired to do and actually put it into action, which I find is the key to all this inspirational talk, no matter what we're talking about. And I love the idea of one doable change. So I always serve up three because we're all in sort of different places and different things resonate at different times. But I still do recommend that each of us choose one thing and that each week, maybe on Sunday night or the Friday before, we choose what that thing is we're going to work for the, on for the following week. And we really commit to it. And we do that by scheduling things into our calendar that support it and having fun with it and just really understanding what we need to become or do to have that thing happen. And these things can be so simple, like drinking more water or getting more sleep to going gluten-free to starting a company, you name it, you can do it this one doable change at a time. So from this episode, we're definitely talking business. So I hope that resonates with whoever's still listening. And the first doable change is get really clear on what you do. Use Megan's So That exercise to gain clarity on what you're really selling. Fill in the blanks. I sell blank so that blank. You may need a few, ra few rounds of So That before you get to the emotional response you're looking for. So keep going. Share this with friends. Maybe share it with your spouse. Share it with your kids. Remember, you want this to be really understandable. So if a kid can understand it, that's actually awesome. Keep this answer front and center when you're thinking about selling. Okay? And this is what really differentiates us. I sell blank. Well, guess what? There's probably a lot of people who sell blank, but the so that person, part of it person, the so that part of it really makes it yours. All right. Number two, tell people what you do. Let people know you are there. Every day, make a point of sharing your website, a product, a blog post, something, something you do, some bit of knowledge you have, some item something at least once a day. It could be as simple as telling your neighbor what you do or what you sell or showing them something or telling them you're a health coach or in, in the case of this question that you have this product that you've just created and be excited. It could be emailing an old client from a whole different realm of life to let them know what you're doing these days. That's actually a great practice that I've had great success with is emailing people from different parts of my life and explaining what I'm up to now. It could be sharing your website on Facebook. There are so many possibilities. And even if you feel like you talk about what you do all the time, there are still people who have no idea. And it's really, really, really important as women that we remember this. There are many people who have no idea. I feel like I'm constantly shouting from the rooftops what I do. And sometimes 
my own mom doesn't even know or can't explain it. So we've got to keep explaining. We have to tell people, even if we think they know. Number three, focus on one thing. It's easy to get overwhelmed with all the things that you could or should do to sell your product or service, but try this instead. Focus on the one thing for the next six weeks or one week or two weeks. Double down on Facebook ads or pushing a challenge to your to your existing list or on social media or reaching out individually to your best product products, prospects, but make sure it's just one of those things. All right. Not all three of those things really double down on one thing. And there's many other choices. Those were just three examples. Whatever it is, just stay the course and see what happens. We tend to go all over the place as we talked about in this episode. So if it's working, keep going. And if it's not, then pivot, but you never really know to pivot if you're doing 10 things at once. So really take the time to see before you jump all over the place. And those, my friends, are the three doable changes from this very specifically answered question. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.